Hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I am your host, Josiah, from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I am your other host, Hillhouse. Just a guy. <laughs> Just a man with a dream. No, actually, it's international <laughs> sensational YouTube channel. Good games, good vibes. There we go. Um, welcome back, and... Um, Thanks for <laughs> continuing to listen to the show, all you avid long-time Absolutely. listeners. Um, yeah, thank you. We're kind of switching up our schedule of what days we're releasing episodes, but eventually it's going to settle in. We're just going to continue to release content as much as we can. Yeah. Um, as far as the last week in gaming, um, there were some games that I think I may have actually played last week that I didn't talk about, but I did play a little bit of them the week before that too um one of them was hilariously ashes cricket ashes cricket was in game pass and this is a game that is leaving game pass so when games go to the leaving game pass soon um i usually like to at least see what they're like before i don't have a chance to demo them so when i see the games are on their way out i'll download them see what they're about and uh, see if I can have a quick opinion on what is actually going on with the game. Um, Ash's Cricket, though, was quite hilarious for me because I don't know how to play cricket, and it is a game all about playing cricket. (laughs) And um, apparently I knew less than I thought I knew. I thought cricket was a very confusing form of baseball, but it is that, but even more confusing than I thought. Um, I was getting out and not sure... I wasn't sure what that meant. I was getting runs, and I didn't know what that meant. Um, I took me a long time to realize that it didn't matter what direction you hit the ball, that it was a complete circle. (laughs) Um, I didn't know what a freaking wicket was, and apparently I was supposed to be getting those. So it's just one of those things where it was pretty hilarious because I had no idea what was going on. And the announcers were saying things like, oh, well, that's too bad. And I'd be like, oh, I thought I did good. And then you thought yeah. you did bad. And they'd be like, you know, he really honed it in there. And you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's a really confusing <laughs> time for me because I didn't, I Oops, didn't know what I was. the googly. I, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know if I was doing good or bad, and it was getting really um, long-winded. I had no when you don't. Yeah. So imagine if you didn't know how to play baseball and you didn't even know how it was scored, and someone said, "Let's play a game of baseball," and you're not able to just ask someone how many innings there are. You by the eighth inning, you'd wonder if it was ever ending. So, <laughs> so with this, I had no idea if I was halfway done. I think I was like half an hour to 40 minutes into a game and i was just like do these games have an end like what am i shooting for will it go forever if i don't get enough wickets um yeah it's just one of those things where um i was very confused i ended up not finishing the game Uh, i ended up saving it in a in a state where i can go back and see if i can finish it but i haven't researched any more on how cricket is actually played to know if I was anywhere near. I was winning at one point. I do know I was winning, but I don't know why. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know if I was winning by a landslide or not. I just know that I was ahead <laughs> at one point in the game. Uh, one of the funniest things was at the beginning, they do a coin toss. And and it's like, do you want to bowl, which is like pitching, basically. Do you want to bowl or bat? Yes. 
And I was like, uh, I'll bet. And when I make that choice, the announcer goes, very strange decision with the wind and weather right now. And I'm like, I don't even know what that would be. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just wanted to bat. I wasn't paying attention to the weather. But uh, it's just oh one God, of those things dude. where the second you started the game, they're already like judging your knowledge of the game. <laughs> and you're like, look, it was a coin toss. <laughs> but anyway that's freaking funny it was it was really funny it's one of those things where i won't be able to re-experience how clueless i was because it was it was a good 15 16 minutes before i realized that there are fielders behind me i thought it was just fielders in front of you like baseball i didn't realize there were like three or four people behind the batter that are also looking for you to hit it the wrong direction <laughs> oh wow so anyway um i I guess I got a lesson in how cricket is played, but yeah. I don't even know what Ashes is. I don't know if it's called Ashes Cricket because Ash is a famous player. It's not possessive. It's called Ashes. I don't know if Ashes is a famous league. There's there's teams from all over the world. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm sure there's, there's a couple people on uh, the team that we could ask. Right. <laughs> what the hell does this mean? It, it is really funny. When you go cycle through the teams, there's like power rankings on which teams are the best. And obviously the best yeah. teams are like the UK and Australia. And then like the worst teams are like, I think it was like Egypt and stuff. And you're like, they play cricket in Africa. <laughs> and obviously the US is like nowhere on it. It's really funny. So you're yeah, like cycling like way behind. You're like cycling through we the teams. No I'm not even clue. sure if there was a US team in this game. <laughs> But it was mostly European and African teams. And uh, it, oh, wow. it was just funny that it was like, if you wanted to play the two best teams against each other, it was like UK versus Australia. And you'd still have no idea what you were doing. <laughs> but anyway, I tried it out and uh, I, I have no idea if I even enjoyed it. I know it was boring, but I do think that it was fun for the laughs, for the sense of I had no clue what was going wow. on. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, what else? I might I, download it, man. It if, sounds like if fun. It's still that's up, on Xbox. Yeah, it was on Game Pass. If it's still up, give it a chance. Uh, it's really funny. Uh, just so the, if you if you download it, do you still get to play it? If it's if it leaves Game Pass or no, once it leaves Game Pass, it'll say you need to own this game. Oh, I got yeah. you. Yeah, I got you. S but yeah, yeah, just playing it and listening to the announcers judge you for decisions that you think are okay <laughs> or you think are <laughs> like decent assumptions is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. It, I won't even explain <laughs> what I figured out about the scoring. All I know is that if you hit a, quote, home run, which is what baseball would call it, instead of one yeah. run, it's six runs. And if you get like... If you, if you like hit the wall and it doesn't go over the wall, it's like four or something. It's really ridiculous. So, and it's like baseball without three bases. It's like they're always at third base. They just go forward and back. So like you can, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you just go back and forth. So like a double is always <laughs> a run. A single is always a run. It's, it's really weird. Um, I don't even know why there are doubles in the game, but anyway. Uh, it was it was really confusing. <laughs> I'm sure someone's laughing at me talking about this because if you understand Probably. cricket, this is this sounds like I'm really naive. But uh, you have to understand that um, when I say cricket, my wife actually thought I was talking about croquet for a second, which is also a oh, foreign yeah. version of uh, mini golf 
or some people would probably say it's foreign version of golf. But um, and that's that's like the Italians, you know, with bo- bo- what is it, uh, bocce ball, bocce ball. I, I thought that was a drink. They, <laughs> no, no, they play on like an it's like an oyster crushed oyster shell bed, you know, instead of sand or anything like that. And it's like they roll these balls and it does something. I yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's like an outdoor bowling game. But what's the name of the things you put in tea? The little black balls that go to the bottom of a tea. I thought that was bocce balls. Oh, those ones that pop? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Those are, those might be a different name, dude. But <laughs> We're so stupid. <laughs> Not okay. to confuse with the ones you drink or the Benoit variety. Right. These are bocce balls. <laughs> it's the Fujiji ball or whatever it's called. The magic. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas <laughs> the cheese magic ball. magic floating I ball. I don't fucking know. Um, but anyway, I did also play anyway. more of Erica this week. I did not. I think I finished a second playthrough and I got a different okay. ending. And I'm going to keep playing it when I have time. It's just fun to like keep playing through it and seeing what would happen if you made different choices. I do know that I have some pretty rare uh, trophies in the game in the sense of you have to do several choices within one gameplay to make certain things activate. It isn't just like some choices in the game are if you choose to go in a certain room, uh, this will happen. Uh, Then other choices are if you choose to go in a certain room and previously you also chose to do something else when you go into that room, so and so is there. Like there's there's also multiple steps to get certain outcomes out of a choice. Uh, in another yeah. sense, there's like apparently there was one that was like five or six choices in one direction that allow one thing to happen. And I got that the first playthrough by accident, just by the choices I was making. It's apparently one of the <laughs> harder uh, random things to get, but. Uh, it's really yeah. cool to play through it and see what happens and then see how they construct the story to make any sense from yeah. lack of information. So, for example, if there is a person that's supposed to be at a certain place near the end of the game, and this is just a cinematic that always happens, yeah. if you were not able to see something that led up to that, because you were somewhere else, they figure out another way for you to figure out that information. Like there's interesting ways that they may, took attention that any one playthrough would still make sense. There's not a chance that you could play the game and magically have an incoherent story and wonder how in the world you got in a certain place. So it is very intelligent in that sense where they did map this out and they did map out how the story makes sense and they made sure that everything was accounted for by filming extra FMV bits to account for lack of information. So it's a really cool game. It's got a lot of replayability. So do still highly suggest that game. It was free last month. By the time this episode's posts, it may already be replaced by different PlayStation games for the month, which actually I've, I don't have this in my notes, but I've heard it includes the modern warfare Two remastered campaign which is really cool. Uh, that was something that just released a couple of months ago for $20. It's just the campaign yeah. mode for Modern Warfare 2. Um, the original remastered, <laughs> not the modern, the new Modern Warfare's campaign. Um, yeah. I forget the other game. I'll pull it up later. Uh, but the other game that I played this week was there was a two-day event in Pokemon Go. Yes. Called Pokemon yes. Go Fest. And this was big, 16... Big event, man. 
Yeah, it was 16 hard earned hours. Um, me and my wife played it uh, per, for the whole 16 hours. And uh, <laughs> it really it really beats you after a while. Like, there's a point at which oh, yeah. you start getting fatigued from playing that long. But you feel like you have to play if you're obsessed with the game yes. because you feel like you'll be wasting your time and it was it there. was millions of people dude and from what yeah. i understand it was like over 124 different countries uh and regions right uh, just 124 different countries and regions that that were participating in this and almost a billion pokemon caught man pokemon yeah it- <laughs> almost a billion pokemon caught <laughs> and it is really funny because there were some really cool features in the news section of the app. When you were playing, there was like yeah. hourly challenges where it would show how much the world community was getting towards certain goals. Um, yeah. And it was just crazy seeing those numbers go up because they would start at a million. <laughs> like the second the oh, hour wow. would turn, it'd be like already a million of whatever you were, the Nash, the uh, world global goal was for some sort of challenge and uh it was really cool um the tickets were i think 15 dollars but that's cheaper than they would have been if they were at an actual event this has been the first yeah, time that's not that bad, dude 15 dollars is not bad at all that's right. nothing because yeah. th- they gave you the same content that you would have got if you would have driven to a city and participated in it which is what it was the last three years so yeah um this is the first time it's that a lot of people were able to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. That's pretty crazy. You think about it for entertainment. That's not bad at all, bro. It may have been more than 16 hours. Now that I think about it. It may have been 20 hours. It was 10 a.m. Oh, wow. to 8 p.m. So, yeah, it was 10 hours a day. Yeah, that's right. It was oh, wow. 20 hours. <laughs> that's crazy. So, um, what we did was there's they designed it so that you could play it from home so that you wouldn't have to go out um, if you were being quarantined. So what we did was we played it out in the city for about five hours each day, and then we played it like someone would quarantined at home for the last five hours. Um, and the quarantine version was almost just as good because they've put in so many features to allow you to play the game without having to leave the comfort of your home. Um, it is really crazy. They've added a way for if you remember how old raids used to be, where you all had to be at a certain location to participate in a raid. Now they uh-huh. added a feature where only really one person has to be there, and then they can invite oh, okay. everybody on their friends list who may not even be able to see the location. So I'd be just sitting at home and be getting invites from people and then just accepting them. And I'd be doing raids all around town. I was doing some in Lufkin and other places, like other cities oh, wow. around us. So it, it was really crazy because there's no limit to how far it was. And I kept expecting to get an invite from Japan or something. I have some friends in Japan on my account. So I kept thinking, like, what if I get like an invite from out of country? But um, I don't know if there's a that mile would be cool, limit. Man. It would be really cool. And I don't know if the game could handle it because there is some lag on yeah. some of those new features that they rolled out on. Um, yeah. But for the most yeah. part, there was no trouble in our American um, version of it. I do know that Australia and some other countries had some like outages on the servers and they've promised those countries that they're going to have like a makeup day in the future. Um, <laughs> if you saw any of the ranting on Twitter, there were tons of people upset about that. But it's one of those things where 
it is un it is inexcusable that they don't have their shit together by now because this game has been out a long time and it makes them millions and millions of dollars. Um, but at the end of the day, that server outages are something that it just once it happens, like. There's not a way to hurry the process of fixing that. I mean, everyone's experienced it with PlayStation, with Xbox, with even you know yeah. Facebook Messenger and Discord. There are outages. It happens, and we're kind of used to it. The only difference is true. This GoFest is a paid event that is in a certain amount of time. This isn't like I was trying to do a Skype chat on Friday night and I can do it tomorrow. This isn't like that. This is something that people took off of work to do. And I understand their frustration because um, if you have to set aside 20 hours, you can't just be like, Oh, sorry, everyone, we're going to reschedule it for next week. And cause not everyone can reschedule their yeah, lives and put another 20 you can't hours. Just change it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I understand the frustration, but I also do understand that, you know, server outages are a thing. So I hope that they find a way to compensate those countries that were affected in a different way besides uh -huh. just rescheduling. Not only should they get their money back, but they should um, have some sort of compensation if they're not even able to participate. Because they were at one point, and they may not be at another point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, that is all I played this Good week. Good point. Um, I've been playing Warzone. I don't know if I'm going to finish the battle pass. It is very close to the end. Um, I've been trying to grind it out in multiplayer, but uh, we'll see if I make it in time. Oh, and this isn't a new game, but uh, I will be having my first baby next week. So, yes, yes. We'll see how our next show goes. We'll figure out when we can do it. Yes. <laughs> I may be um, in the hospital during the period where we would normally record, but just bear with us. We'll figure it out. We'll, man. we'll get you your content all you peeps. Yes. But what did you play this we week? We will figure it out. Uh, actually, I only played one new game. Now, there is a couple of new games that I am going to be playing. Uh, uh, one of them is uh, Rogue Company. I'm going to be giving that a try. Uh, I thought that one looked kind of neat. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so I'm going to be uh, checking that one out. And there's a couple other different little uh, uh, first-person games. I'm actually thinking about uh, re-downloading Diablo 3 uh in preparation for diablo 4 coming out just to you know get my moves back and whatnot but um yeah so the only thing that i played was a game called uh and this was actually this has been out since october but it was just released for the switch also uh this was out on consoles and uh, pcs but uh it's um lonely mountains downhill it's really really cool it's got a uh a very um like uh yeah i geometric style kind of art style to it you know mm -hmm. a very minecraft kind of feel but more smooth and more uh detailed than that uh you basically take rides down these different paths on mountains uh you have time limits that you can do and i'll be honest with you i thought i was going to be bored when i first started it up um i wanted to check it out stream mm -hmm. it because i do you know i want to play some new games and be able to report on that you know like people were wanting to hear so uh i gave this one a try and i'm telling you right now i fell in love with it i actually still want to play it um i got it on pc and uh if it reacts uh I, you have to use a console or a, a controller even on pc 
Um, but the reactions to it, you're you're making little minute adjustments to be able to, you know, break and slide. And I'll tell you something. The first time I slid down the side of one of the mountains and actually landed on a path and was still okay and I didn't die, <laughs> I almost shit myself because it was. I mean, it's really that much fun and intense. But you want to beat your time. And uh, after a while, it got to a point where I was beating my time without even thinking about it. Um, cause I was just having fun with it. Cause it is that engaging of a game. The, uh, the artwork, the scenery is beautiful. Um, I was able to put it on uh, the highest settings on my PC and it's absolutely beautiful, man. It is really cool. Uh, the, the sounds, the different things that are in your path that you have to look for the split decisions that you have to make uh, split second decisions and such, you know, it's, but it's a lot of fun. Well worth it. Uh, it's free on Game Pass right now. I recommend that you go check it out and download it. It is a. It really is a lot of fun. It's all you know. Obviously single player. I don't think there's any kind of multiplayer thing. But although a race would be kind of cool if you could do that on this game, uh, downhill mountain race. I think that'd be a lot of fun if you could take people out and that kind of thing. You know, yeah. <laughs> kind of like the golf with your friends have a collision mode. But uh, yeah. 100% man recommend it um, each uh, each trail that you start with comes with a practice run basically so you get to check it out but then uh, the better you get you get to go through a night run which is just you kind of exploring different trails at night with only your headlight in the front to guide you through these trails <laughs> and you you do get some speed going man and there's some cliffs and there's some obstacles in the way but yeah a lot of fun. Cool. 100%, 100% recommend playing it. But yep, that's all I played, man. Yeah, I think I've seen that game. And I think I've considered downloading it myself, so I might actually check that Worth out. Worth it. Week. I think you'd enjoy it, man. I think you'd enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Sweet. Uh, and with that out of the way, we can get on to the newest news in gaming. Right? Okay, so we got a PS5 controller tech demo, and it revealed a few features and a lot of the stuff we couldn't really... Um, like the number one thing you think about when you think about a new controller is how does it feel? And that's mostly it. How does it function and how does it feel? And through a video tech demo, the main thing that we want to know is how does it feel? And you can't. So <laughs> the things that we actually get from this tech demo are more of functionality. And we just hope that it's a comfortable controller. We just hope that it is comparable to what they at least yeah. had, or maybe hopefully even better. Um, so they hinted at something called, um, they didn't have a name for it, but what they described sounded really close to Nintendo's haptic feedback. Um, they were talking about how the vibration in the controller would be able to be accurate and have different types of feeling to it, where it would feel like different objects and things that you interact with. Which, you know, Ooh, is, okay. it's funny how they're describing it like it's a new technology, but Nintendo has already, <laughs> like, yeah. made the best version of it so far. And uh, it'd be interesting to see if this is better than what Nintendo has, but 
Um, yeah, yeah. It's also, it would be interesting if it wasn't, because um, then you'd be like, why are they a step behind? Uh, it also brings up the question of what all is actually going to change with the Microsoft controller? Um, we know that the Xbox controller looks very similar to the Xbox One. It doesn't seem like they're changing much besides adding a share button and adding a different D-pad, which a lot of people have trouble with. A lot of people are not liking the new D-pad. Um, I am very curious to see if within the first month or two of the Xbox Series X, if they announce a standard D-pad variant, um, because I haven't used this D-pad. I haven't even used the uh, Pro Controllers D-pad that's very similar, but this is not a Pro Controller. So even if you like the Pro Controllers D-pad, this may be worse than that. So yeah. um It'd be very interesting to see what the new controller feels like for Xbox. Um, but besides the actual feel of it, uh, you're wondering if they're trying to get more accurate vibration and uh, rumble features within the Xbox Series X's controller. Um, that being said, the tech demo was on the PlayStation 5's controller. And they also, the other thing that they mentioned that was kind of off the wall was that you could blow in the microphone and the game would know you were blowing in it. So I don't know when that would be useful unless there was a game where you had to uh, form wind or be God or something. I don't know when you would have to blow in a microphone as a game functionality. <laughs> you can let your minds go wherever you want on that. Maybe it's a new DLC and for the we Sims. We don't have to fill those blanks. <laughs> yeah, it's a new Sims <laughs> DLC. But um, I, I really don't know why oh that was God. something. I guess they were just acting like there are so many things that the controller can do that you don't even know yet. Um, but it does look like the Astrobot game is going to be packaged with the PlayStation 5. And it's going to basically be a tech demo game that will show you all the things that the controller can do. So when you do get a PlayStation 5, that game should like just teach you how to use it. And show you all the bells and whistles that 90% of the games won't use. <laughs> because huh. that is, at the end of the day, what happens with the PlayStation 4's special features. is hardly anything ever used the, the speaker that was on it. And hardly anything ever used the touchpad or the light or anything else that was different from a <laughs> Xbox controller. So um, first-party games mostly take advantage of those special features. So... Um, Here's looking at more creativity from more advanced controllers from PlayStation. Um, I feel like there was another point I was going to have on that. Oh, this is not in my notes, but the PlayStation 5 has been setting up some demos, like demo sections, in some United Kingdom uh, Best Buys and stuff. I've seen some of these... rolling around on Twitter of people taking pictures of PlayStation 5 demo sections for, like, where they're about to set up one. Uh, so it, it's soon. Like, this next gen is very soon. We're getting the, the oh, yeah. demos already set up. And um, I wouldn't be too surprised if we hear about pre-orders and all that stuff very soon. Yep. yep. Um, lots of rumors on when. Hell, the season's right are. around the corner, man. Yeah. The season's yeah. right around the corner. I mean, there's people predicting September and October on these things when it was November, yeah. December. So yep. I really don't know. I really hope that these things are done <laughs> because we were thinking November, December before COVID. And then with COVID, 
Uh, you would assume that everything was delayed or at least more crunch time, but instead everything's kind of moving up. And <laughs> that's, that's, that's very surprising from the rumor mill. Um, let me see what else I got. I think I got more PlayStation news, so let's group that up. Uh, the other thing yeah, yeah, that yeah. I have is that if you played the remastered uh, Medieval that came out at least a year and a half ago, I believe, um, there is an unlockable original version of Medieval, the original PlayStation 1 version. Uh, oh, wow. Ha- hackers have hacked into the game and found that PlayStation had a full PS1 emulator basically inside this game. So they have been using this to emulate different PlayStation one games on the PS four. So this shows that PlayStation has the ability to completely, you know, sell you an emulator to play PS one games on the PS four. It's completely capable of doing it, but uh, people have run into some issues with it. There are some really funny videos you can see of people trying to emulate some games that just don't belong in 4k uh, <laughs> there's some ridiculous <laughs> resolutions going on. There's some games that just cannot be emulated uh, as accurately as you would hope. Um, you have to remember that yeah. this PlayStation 1 emulator that was put inside Medieval was specifically designed for that one game. So it, it's cool. Uh, people keep finding stuff like this in games, and I feel like they keep finding all sorts of secrets in games more and more uh, than ever this year. Um, for example about secrets is the Luigi 64 that was found. If you know anything about yeah. Mario 64, uh, you know that one of the biggest uh, rumors that have been around since the game released was that Luigi was an unlockable character. Of course, it's not true. And Luigi is not anywhere to be found in the game. Uh, there were some <laughs> clues and things in the game that made you think that at one point, maybe Luigi was in the game There are interviews from the time where original designers were talking about how they were putting Luigi in the game before the release of the game, and then he wasn't in it. And all this stuff came down to basically no hard evidence until we had that big leak of Nintendo information about four months ago. Someone found a original um, actual code in the game of how to make Luigi. So Luigi's code is in the game. Oh, wow. But it was never used. Um, so you can go look up the actual not photoshopped, <laughs> actual rendered within the game engine a version of Luigi. Yeah. And uh, it, it's pretty crazy to think that the game was supposed to be bigger. It's one of the most successful yeah. Nintendo 64 games. And there's countless stories about everything else that they wanted to put into it and everything else that was on the cutting room floor. Like levels that were taken out, levels that were incomplete, sections that people have gotten to from boundary breaking in it. There's just so much around this game and it's just because it was such a big game to sell that platform that at the end of the day, they, they had a deadline and it could have been a larger, more insane game, but they still managed to make like, you know, one of the most popular Mario games despite not being finished. Uh, it's just crazy to think it, there's a there's an alternate dimension somewhere where someone has a full version of Mario 64 <laughs> and um, I, I don't know if we'll ever see it it'd be really cool if Nintendo got some old designers together to try to 
add the things that were originally planned for the game. Um, but I think Nintendo is under the mindset that they don't make mistakes. So I don't think they would ever consider doing that, even though it'd be really cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. Nintendo does every now and then do something for the fans. And I hope that this is something that maybe after it's all come to light, they see that it'd be really cool to make a remaster of uh, Mario 64, not in like better graphics, just able to be run on newer consoles, but also with all those added features in the original code would be really cool. Um, yeah, for sure. I guess I got off of PlayStation news, but let me, let me run over to some Xbox news real quick. Uh, before we talk about a lot of Xbox stuff, um, I guess I have a lot of Xbox stuff right here. So yeah. um, there's some stuff you may have noticed in the Xbox uh, UI and store. Uh, yes. In the UI, you will have noticed that Mixer has been removed from Xbox. Uh, get an F in the chat for Mixer. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been removed and there's supposedly going to be some new functionality rolling in. And this really makes you wonder how, how is Facebook gaming's going to play a part in Xbox's future? Um, how close is the relationship between Microsoft and Facebook? You know, um, because we know that they're adding a share button on the Xbox controller. That means they are more than ever wanting to al yeah. allow people to either stream or, share screenshots or stuff like that. So they're wanting the social features to increase by also taking out their main social platform. Um, so it's yeah. really interesting to think if I don't think it was, I don't think it was I a think mistake. They're going to partner up with Facebook gaming, dude. I think that mm -hmm. the, the original partnership they did with them, that you're going to be able to have the Facebook app, uh, or uh, you know a close link to it on your Xbox, and you're going to be able to stream directly to your Facebook gaming page from your Xbox. Right. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I think it is too, but I also think they're going to wait until the Series X rolls out to introduce that. I think it was. Oh yeah. Appropriate oh, yeah. timing when they shut down Mixer. I think they've had this planned, and as much as they're not talking about it, I think that has to be what it is because they seem to be exactly. very pro social features right now but there's no there's nothing filling the void of mixer right now you know they're not adding a yeah. stream to twitch button um but we'll 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 figure out what's going on pretty soon and very soon probably <laughs> with just how these consoles oh, yeah. are about to roll out um other things in the yep. store that you may have noticed was a couple of weeks ago um a lot of people noticed that the Xbox Gold membership, the 12-month membership, had disappeared from the store. They were only offering Craziness. one in three months. So a lot of people are upset about this because this seems like, on one hand, they are trying to get more money out of you because they don't want you to buy a full year. They want you to subscribe to Game Pass Ultimate that includes Gold and includes Game Pass, and they want you to have a higher monthly bill so you end up paying more than you would have before but they are going to live off of subscription services. Um, yes, that is bad <laughs> because that does make you pay more, but there's also a rumor going around that they removed it because they plan on not charging people for gold within three months. Now that rumor is a lot more interesting because if Xbox is trying to be pro X cloud and game pass, then Making you pay for the ability to be online seems a little redundant. 
It's just another thing to make people get confused about what they're paying for and something else to worry about. If you can get people on board to just pay for Game Pass and it includes xCloud, which means that you can play it on any platform, then that means that they can buy an Xbox, get Game Pass and xCloud, then get used to playing a game on like through xCloud on their PC or their phone, and they may even forget about their Xbox, but Microsoft doesn't care because they're still getting your subscription service. And under that business model, gold doesn't make sense because gold doesn't affect any other platforms. You don't need gold to play Game Pass on your PC, and you don't need gold to play Game Pass through xCloud on your phone. So it does make sense that they could be pushing out gold because it's becoming a redundancy where if they are pro subscription model, they need to move away from the Xbox being anything. This sounds bad from being anything different from a PC and a cell phone. Um, I think the Xbox is just going to be Microsoft's premier game console. That is a platform that you can play game pass on. I think their business model is we provide the service of game pass and X cloud play wherever you want. If you don't want a PC because you're not that kind of gamer, you just want to put it in your living room, you can get an Xbox. Um, if you don't care about consoles at all and you're just you're just not that kind of gamer, but you like playing a variety of games on cell phones or tablets, they've got that for you too. So this whole new business model makes sense from a subscription standpoint, but I understand yeah. how gold it's like this it's like throwing a shoe in it. You know, it's just like this random thing that makes Game Pass Ultimate have to be a thing. If Game Pass Ultimate didn't need gold in it, it'd be so much simpler. You could just be like, this is called Game Pass. Game Pass comes with XCloud. You can play it wherever. Don't worry about gold yeah. anymore. And that could also be a launch selling point for the Series X. They can say, no more yearly fees for playing online multiplayer for free and that would turn some heads they'd be like hey if i get an xbox i don't have to pay 60 dollars a year just to play online you know yeah now i don't know if that would do away with games with gold it may end up doing away with the free games i think a lot of people don't see the value in games with gold anymore because i think a lot of people have game pass now i think a lot of people see that those free two games to own forever don't really outweigh the value of game pass having hundreds of titles that you can play at any point, regardless of they may be taken down at some point, you know? So I think, I think gold may see its way out, even though it's, it's kind of crazy because we've had gold a long time. I haven't been with Xbox as long as some gamers, but I understand Uh there's some people that, you know, they remember Xbox live when it was called Xbox live. And then it turned into Xbox live gold. And then it was Xbox gold (laughs) and uh it's one of those things where it's getting phased out and uh, microsoft loves phasing things out if you know anything about microsoft (laughs) yeah yeah Um, they do so i don't know this this rumor has gotten a lot of traction with me and i know a lot of people would be like oh don't get people's hopes up like you're still gonna pay to be online it really does make a lot of sense though from a business standpoint where it's just confusing what game pass is you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, let me move on and get through my news. I still have a lot to talk about. Um, Xbox's store also <laughs> kind of leaked out Black Ops, um, whatever the new Black Ops is called. We think it's going to be called Cold War, but... It was supposed to be, yeah. 
Yeah. It's supposed to be called Cold War. There's a lot of promotional art for that that has been leaked out. But there is a demo <laughs> up on the Xbox store that has the wrong picture on it. And it's called Call of Duty Black Ops CIA. And it's not playable because it's not released. Um, but it's kind of an error in the store that kind of accidentally leaked out the release. So, um, yeah. I yeah. don't know if Black Ops CIA is going to be a different game from Cold War. Maybe Cold War is going to be like the war zone of Black Ops and CIA is going to be the the main game. So maybe we're confused. Maybe Cold War is the main game and CIA is the Battle Royale version of it. I, I don't know. Um, could be. Could be. I don't think CIA is a mistake. I don't think that's just a filler name because yeah. that, that, that's but, an interesting you know, thing. Maybe it... You Maybe know. it is CIA stuff, but it takes place during the Cold War. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It makes sense for it to be CIA yeah. with Cold oh, War. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Maybe CIA is just a DLC. You never know, because there could be... If you play a Call of Duty game, you know yeah. that there's like 40 listings for just one Call of Duty game. <laughs> because there's six, exactly. there's six expansion packs, and then there's like... There's then all all of the different coin currencies have to have a listing. So whatever this is, it could be a placeholder for even a currency slot. It could be an accidental True. currency True. slot. It could be the Call of Duty's <laughs> called CIA the slush fund. Yes, yeah, it's the CIA. <laughs> yeah, it could stand for Oh yeah, yeah. There's the small chance that uh Call of Duty Black Ops CIA is actually a CIA's app to spy on you there's a very small chance of that or it could be a cia training tool they just want some new recruits and they want to know who could whack who yeah what is that polybius huh is that a polybius <laughs> theory i'm not you know i'm not going to confirm nor deny that at this time okay um what else did xbox do um the galaxy note 20 um just released information on its new the note 20 coming out and if you read the details of it it says it's optimized for x cloud which made a lot of people think that maybe microsoft is partnering with samsung now which is another thing now we can see that yeah microsoft has kind of failed with the uh the tablet scene they haven't really the surface pros haven't really taken off as much as they'd like you to know so maybe True. uh microsoft is trying to use <laughs> Uh, the Galaxy line to flagship xCloud. Uh, they may even use them as a partnership so that when they run ads, you they say things like, now, you know, compatible with xCloud. And then that would make people be more aware of xCloud. So um, xCloud has a lot of potential. xCloud bundled with Game Pass has even more potential. Um, but let me talk a little bit about that whole bundling and how Phil Spencer commented on the idea of xCloud going to other consoles. There were rumors over a year ago about xCloud coming to the Nintendo Switch. And that seemed like a perfect partnership because Nintendo was not really concerned with TV consoles anymore. And Xbox has never been concerned with handhelds. So it seemed like a perfect partnership for Microsoft and Nintendo to get together to basically try to um, combat Sony dominating the gaming market. Now, the gaming atmosphere has changed a lot in the last year. Over the last year, Nintendo has single-handedly 
dominated what Sony's done and Nintendo doesn't need any help. So that whole relationship doesn't really make any sense anymore. Maybe a year and a half ago, it did make some sense and they may have been able to pull it off. But Phil Spencer has come out and said that it doesn't look like something that will happen in the near future because he stated that xCloud would not go to any platforms that did not want the full Xbox experience. Now, this is not him just saying that the Switch cannot handle Xbox games even through streaming. It's not that. Phil Spencer is saying that he wants when people boot up the xCloud app for you to be able to sign into your Microsoft account, see all of your Microsoft friends, see all of your achievements, and have the whole experience of Xbox within whatever you're playing it on. Now, that type of infiltration on a different operating system is probably why there's pushback from Nintendo and, of course, Sony. Sony would probably never buy into this. Uh, if you talk yeah. about, <laughs> hey, I play Minecraft and I have to sign into my Microsoft account, that's within the game. That's not a app that allows you to form party chats through Xbox uh, party yeah. chat, you know. But what Phil Spencer is talking about is that he wants anything that has the xCloud app to basically be an Xbox streaming within an application, meaning you could take your Xbox anywhere you want. He doesn't want the experience diluted because it is on a console that does not agree with certain terms of its infiltration of the operating system. So I understand that. That does bring up some red flags with the Switch. It does bring up red flags, of course, with Sony. But it is also like really discouraging because it sounded like a really cool idea to play anything in your Xbox library on a Switch. That would just make the Switch yeah. so much more valuable. Uh, it would be actually... Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it would actually be the go-to console if they had that partnership. It would be like, hey, buy a Switch because if you're on Wi-Fi, it can just stream straight from an Xbox and you can play all your Xbox games. <laughs> you know, it just would blow Sony yeah. out of the water if they had a partnership like that. But I don't think it is going oh, God, to yeah. happen anytime soon because... Phil Spencer is saying that there's pushback because of obviously those social features and the fact that he doesn't want to delude the Xbox quote experience on whatever is using xCloud. So that just gives you a little insight on how Phil Spencer sees it. And I think I have to agree with him with, I wouldn't want that either. I wouldn't want a diluted version of what it was. And if they can make a product that everybody wants, then they will compromise with their original, you know, lines in the sand that they drew. So um, hopefully xCloud launches very well and it has a lot of good value to it. It already has a lot of value with someone that has Game Pass because you're already paying for it and it's just an added bonus. So uh, really very exciting cool. stuff there. Um, last piece of news I have is that the number one thing that people are complaining, not really complaining, but the people are wanting for the PlayStation 5 is they already want variants. Um, it's not to say that people think that it's an ugly piece of shit. There are people that do think it is, but there are people that already want. Here's the, here's the thing: if you're paying five hundred to eight hundred dollars, and people have no idea how much this is, there's already all the memes about how many, um, you know, how much um, sleeping around you'll have to do to make enough cash to buy a PlayStation Five. But <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, um, without any idea of how much money you need. You want to make sure you buy one that you like, 
And if you buy the PlayStation 5 day one and then find out two weeks later they announce a Spider-Man special edition, you're going to be pretty pissed off that you paid $800 for the regular PlayStation 5. So I understand why people want Sony to talk about upcoming special editions already. And I don't think Sony would hurt by that. If someone waits to buy the PlayStation 5 because they want a special edition, um, that's not going to affect the people that want to play PlayStation 5 games day one. Those people are still going to have to buy yeah. a regular PlayStation. So um, I wouldn't think that would be a problem. They really should talk about special editions that they're working with, especially with uh, games. If they want to talk about you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and say, um, we're really excited for this game coming in December and also check out this variant that will be you know, shipping to the US or something, people get excited about that. People can wait one to two months for it to come out or they can you know, buy the original if they want to play PlayStation 5 games immediately. It's really not that big of a deal. Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry, I got way <laughs> off point. But the actual oh, good, news man. point that I have is that Truly Exquisite, if you go to this uh, website, Truly Exquisite is making a gold-plated PlayStation 5. And this is the first official variant of the PlayStation 5 that that is announced. And there, uh, can you imagine how much this would cost? Like, this doesn't have a price yet, but we're talking gold-plated. So if you wanted a variant and you don't like the white, so far the only choice that you're going to have is a full gold pl- gold-plated PlayStation 5, which its only use would That's be, insane. you know, to flex. This is something, this yeah. is something that Lil That's Wayne really or it, Kanye dude. West That's would have. <laughs> yeah but there's, re- there's really no point to have this this is just one of those things that you see on cribs when they're going through someone's house and you'd be like and there's my playstation it shows a full four seconds of their gold-plated you know playstation and uh, yeah it's it's just one of those things where there, there's there's more intelligent ways to flex you know flex in the gym but anyway i agree that's all I have for news. Um, I'll give it off to you before we get on to our topic. Not a problem. Uh, one of the things that I, I was checking out some stories today. Uh, I like to check out some of the new stuff that's out the last couple of hours before we start the show, just mm-hmm. to see if anything neat pops up. You know, uh, Konami, um, I'm sure you know who they are. Uh, they're mm-hmm. a video game publisher and also uh, produce arcade games. Uh you know, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that arcade game. Also, uh, you know, regular games, Metal Gear Solid, that kind of stuff. Uh, Silent Hill. I mean, some names that we all know and a lot of people love. Well, these guys are, uh, which I thought was really cool. They're getting into the uh, desktop PC business. Um, they've got three uh, desktops that are already ready for um, uh, uh, advanced purchase, uh, advanced ordering. So, um yeah, and they're very, very, uh, they're very nice looking. I kind of, when I first saw this thing, um, it's got a nice plexiglass side. It looks like it's glowing blue. Uh, it kind of, the front of it kind of reminded me a little bit of like, uh, you know, uh, the little dimples in a golf ball, except there's holes there. You know what I mean? It looks like Swiss cheese on the front. It's very open. Kind of looks uh, like airy, a modem. Kinda, <laughs> but it, 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 I it almost does look like larger. a modem in a way. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of pictures of it <laughs> besides like, you know, nothing, so you'd have no idea how big it is. I, I'm wondering if there's, I'm wondering if there's something behind that, 
you know, because, you know, kids and fingers. But uh, so, yeah, so <laughs> that's one PC out the window. You know, your kid decides they're going to stick their fucking finger in there. And there goes your motherboard. But uh, it, they they look really cool. And these uh, the prices on them, they're not bad PCs at all. They're really not. Um, the low end one is an uh, uh, it's called an Aris, an Airspear, Aerospear. Mm hmm. Uh, C300. It's a low cost model. It's an i5-9400 with a GTX 1060 and 8 gigabyte of DDR4. So it's not a bad PC. And that'll start you at around $1,750. Um, and then the high end, which is about $3,200. And those are uh, water-cooled i7-9700 processors with the RTX 2070 Supers and 16 gigabytes of DDR4. So it's it's really good one. Um, that's the C700 and the C700 Plus. Um, and those come with, uh, uh, you know, uh, the only variance is that they come, one comes with a one terabyte hard drive, the other one doesn't. Hmm. Uh, so that's the only variance between those two. But yeah, so Konami, the guys who are making video games, and they made some good games too. I mean, we can't deny that. And uh but yeah, they're getting into the PC business. So I found it kind of interesting. I'm personally uh, uh, looking, you know, for a new gaming PC down the road, maybe in a couple of years. So it's kind of neat to know that these guys who have made some games that I've loved to play back in the day um, are going to be getting into mm -hmm. this. So, yeah, if you're looking for a new PC, check it out. Uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about is because we had talked about Hero or Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, that's going to be released pretty soon. And um, people, I was noticing a lot of people were talking in, mm -hmm. in our chat, um, like in our team, uh, they were talking about what are the system requirements going to be because nobody knew. And so those came out. So I'm just going to throw that out for anybody who may be listening. Um, the minimum uh, process or the minimum system requirements that you're going to need is an uh, Intel Core i5-2500 or the with or an amd fx 6300 which is what i have right now so <laughs> it's nice to know that i could minimally yeah. minimally run this thing yeah don't ask me to say similar it's pretty crazy because uh it's pretty crazy that? that the i5 is the minimum you know yeah the i5 is the yeah. minimum on it yeah you what a year ago it was i3 now now an i3 won't even run these damn games but uh, you should also have eight gigs of RAM and an NVIDIA GT, uh, GeForce GTX 780 or an AMD Radeon R9. And then the high ends, of course, you know, anything higher than that. But they recommend that you have an i7 uh, or a Ryzen 5, uh, at least 16 gig of RAM and a GTX 1060 or Radeon RX 580 or above. So, you know, uh, it's it's not bad. I mean people with low-end computers are still going to be able to play the game so that's some good news for a lot of people that are waiting for this game to come out uh let's see i was looking for the release date just so that i could talk about that but it's not showing on here either so uh even though we do know that it's uh or it's actually about a week away for the pc version of the game so yep not bad uh, let's see. Next thing that I have. These are all just little simple stories, by the way, guys. Um, there's a new agent coming out on uh, Valorant. Uh, have you been playing that game at all? Uh, no, I haven't yet. Uh, actually, it's a lot of fun. Um, I've played it a couple times. I haven't really gotten into it yet. Um, just kind of been, uh, uh, you know, waiting to uh, find somebody that can kind of teach me the game. You know what I mean? Because uh, I felt a little out of it. And when you're starting out a new game like that, you know, the uh, the chat can be brutal if you uh, if you suck. So, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, waiting for that. I'm waiting for this page to load up. <laughs> so Valorant has a new hero. And um, her name is Killjoy. Uh, she comes with a bunch of little robots. Um, they're cute little guys, but they will yeah. fuck you up. Uh, they're nasty. Um, they look like uh, it, it's weird because it looks like almost like a projector with these nubs on it. And then it then it looks like it's a dog in a way when it kind of spreads its legs out. and These two little things come up. But then when this weird like mouth thing open, that kind of reminds me a little bit of Predator and a little bit of the creatures in the black from um, uh, uh, Riddick. Those creatures in the dark, their faces kind of open up like a five prong flower or whatever. It kind of looks like that, mm -hmm. but it looks like it's got a pokeball inside of it. Uh, <laughs> not quite sure what it is, but on August 4th, uh, Killjoy is going to join uh, the group. Um, they have been updating characters and maps and um, some new weapon skins on the game. So uh, if you haven't been playing it, you should really check it out. Um, I, you know, I'm not that great at these kind of games. It takes me a while to get into the swing of them, but uh, Valorant is a lot of fun. There's a lot of really unique characters. My One of my favorites right now is Phoenix, but he's also one of the easiest ones to play. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Killjoy's coming out August 4th. Have fun playing Killjoy. Uh, sea of Thieves. I thought this was kind of cool. <laughs> um, you Sea of Thieves kind of takes the, the uh, direction that um, Fortnite does when they add little weird crazy things to the game well now uh sea of thieves lets you turn skulls into uh flamethrowers so it's hmm. part of the ashen winds update and uh uh ashen lords can now appear on islands and they throw uh flaming rocks at you and um they surround you with blackness kind of like uh uh mave and uh paladins and uh, um, when you um, kill these guys and they get their, you know, they turn into bones or whatever, the skulls or what, apparently you can pick up these uh, skulls and you can turn their skulls into flamethrowers. So, um, yeah, and when you uh, do it, the whole group gets to participate in it. So um, I haven't played uh, Sea of Thieves in quite a while, but I just thought it was kind of a cool little thing that they've been doing. You know, it's kind of a break from all the crap that, you know, you get sick of in a game, the monotony that happens. So they're kind of like taking a page out of Fortnite's book, I guess. But yeah, so Sea of Thieves, go check it out. You can turn your skulls into flamethrowers if you're uh, into that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> one of the games we talked about, I think last week was a game called Rocket Arena. It was released from EA. Yeah. Um, and I think the last time we talked about it, it was like 29 bucks. Now it's only $5 on, really? uh, uh, I think it's origin, right? Is where you can get it for mm -hmm. the EA stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'd be so origin. right now it's $5. It's, it's $10 for the mythic edition, but, uh, I'm actually thinking about getting it. So I mean, four ninety nine. you know, try out the game. It isn't exactly getting the most greatest of reviews right now. Um, it's only earned a six out of 10 on, uh, some of the, um, some of the major reviews. So, uh, you know, people say that it's, 
it's an okay game as far as uh you know the characters the differences in them uh the combat is kind of easy but they said the mechanics are not that great um there's not really a lot of game modes and the competitive really isn't as competitive as it as it should be um so yeah there is some some ups and downs to it but all those things are things that you can fix so if you can pick up the game now for 4.99 and uh, these guys are able to fix these problems which you know ea is a big enough company they might be able to do that um then yeah you're getting a really good deal that's something that i'm going to check out i'm going to download it why not five bucks you know decent little game yeah so yeah go check it out uh next thing that i wanted to talk about call of duty um more bands are coming out of Call of Duty. And uh have that's, no idea where that's coming from. All of a sudden, a video popped up on my screen and started playing. So I apologize if you hear that in the uh, thing. Uh, but Call of Duty <laughs> Modern Warfare and Call of Duty Warzone. Um, everybody knows that you're still having problems with cheaters, hackers, uh, people using aimbots, all that kind of crap. Um Infinity Ward is not taking it. They're not dealing with it. They're or they're not. They are dealing with it. They're just not taking the crap anymore. They're actually uh, uh, kind of spearheading the whole thing now. And uh, they did post a new statement on Twitter. And let's see. I'm going to blow this up because I'm old and I can't read it. Uh, but it says that cheating will not be tolerated. And more band waves are coming. If you receive a ban, it is for unauthorized manipulation of game data. And uh, don't fall for unscrupulous offers, uh, services offering cheats and modifications. Those are fraudulent. Uh, the list of security enforcement policy details, they put that up on Twitter. Uh, don't, don't use unauthorized third-party software to mod or hack. Um, don't use hex editors, uh, etc. So it's pretty basic stuff. And um, uh, even as far as modifying the camo in your clothes, uh, they're going that far as to ban people for that. Because what it comes down to is you're manipulating the code in the game and you're using that knowledge to change something in the game that you're not supposed to change. So they're taking every little, every little tiny minuscule uh violation very seriously and uh they're dealing with it quickly and they're they're banning people so i i'm really interested to see the amount of bans that comes out of this because last time it was just huge it was like uh i think in the first day it was what 30 something thousand or something crazy it was an immense number of people that had been banned right off the bat so yeah right um infinity ward taking it very serious guys so don't be cheating don't be you don't you don't need that stuff to make content you don't because i know there's some people out there that use hacks just to make videos up on youtube about their hacking it, you know it's not worth it man because you're going to end up losing your account one of these days these guys are going to be able to find out how to make it happen to where it's your ip address so you'll have to get a whole new whole new services or something just to be able to play with those guys that, you know that particular brand anymore so you might as well just get used to playing by the rules man you know knock it off <laughs> agreed so anyway a uh, game that i was actually looking at going back to um uh the other day i was checking it out because i remembered i had downloaded it on uh steam and i just I played it a little bit that I kind of forgot about it. I got into other games was cuphead 
and I really enjoyed the shit out of that game. It is a lot of fun. Well, there is a a new um, trailer for a surprise PS4 launch that is coming out, and uh, it's got a creepy like stop motion trailer. You need to look at it. It's kind of it's kind of uh, uh, weird and spooky, old cartoony. <laughs> <laughs> It's just really weird, man. But it's, um, yeah, they have a new thing uh, coming. I, I remember they're coming out with a film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A Netflix uh, series that's supposed to be happening. Um, I haven't heard anything as far as that is concerned. But um, now Cuphead is finally coming over to yeah. the PlayStation 4. Yeah. So it's making its uh, it's making yeah. its uh, uh, launch over there, and um, yeah, have you watched that video? I'm watching it. It's pre- it is pretty creepy. <laughs> it's heck? just weird, man. The beginning of it is just like almost uh, it's almost like uh, Five Nights at Freddy kind of thing going on. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. <laughs> but I've been thinking there. about this game a lot, man. I haven't played it in quite a while, so. Um, I'm thinking about getting back into it and playing a little bit of it. It was, it was kind of, it's kind of a good way to waste time trying to figure out how to get through the puzzles and whatnot. But I know I got triggered too a couple of times. Yeah. So it was really big news when and, Xbox uh, le- allowed it to go over to the Switch. That was like a year ago. So yes. going to Sony is really yeah. crazy. But it's cool that they're allowing the game to yeah. thrive. So that's really cool. Well, a lot of people are demanding that a lot of people want to play it. I mean, it's a great game for the Switch if you think about it. Yeah. Um, it's perfect for that kind of a that kind of a handheld. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But that's all I've got, man. Okay, all so right. the big topic this week is uh Xbox had their uh Series X game showcase and they were not all exclusive titles to the Xbox in the future. Uh there were some third-party games in here that were featured. Lots of cool games were talked about and i think this show has gotten a lot more negative attention than i think it deserved i understand why there's negative attention number one a lot of people thought that the halo infinite content was a little underwhelming and the other thing that kind of turned people off was that a lot of the exclusive developer titles to microsoft were not even close to being done they were like just teasers for an idea without even gameplay done. And to an extent, I can understand that that is frustrating, but some of these companies, they not only just picked up, but they allowed them to release the games that they were already working on on all platforms still. So we're just now getting to some of those uh, game developers actually being able to move on to exclusive titles. So I'm not really as worried about that as some people are. I think a lot of people are kind of pissed off that the Series X is going to launch without many exclusives. But there's some really good studios that are about to release good games on the Series X. There's no reason to be snoozing on the Xbox for sure. Um, so let's talk about some of the third party games that, uh, were 
talked about. <laughs> uh, one of them was Medium. I thought Medium was one of these standout titles that uh, they showcased a trailer for. Medium is, there's not much we know about it, but what it looks like is it is a game that you're playing as a character that can go between two different realities or two different dimensions. And how it plays is it actually renders your character in two different environments simultaneously. So um, this is something that could actually benefit from the Series X's power for sure, especially since this idea is not a new idea. But at this graphical output, it is pretty impressive to see. Um, if you look up the trailer, this would be something that would be really fun to interact between the two different types of realities. So it shows scenes where a character is going through like a hallway of like what looks like a hospital, but then at the same time, the other character is going the like through a cave. So obviously to get through certain, it's probably puzzle based to get through certain areas. You probably have to look for doors, uh, yeah. but then the other character has a wall. So there's probably things like that where you have to switch to the character that is allowed to go in a direction. And so it's probably got a lot of replayability and a lot of, uh, backtracking as far as the games, you know, <laughs> the gameplay goes from what they showed. Uh, so that game looks really cool. I'm really excited about that. Um, actually, all the other ones I'm talking about <laughs> are are uh, developers that they've picked up. Um, Psychonauts 2 is been heavily funded by Microsoft and has been in development for quite a while. Um, it is yeah. supposed to come out early next year. Uh, it looks a, like a lot of fun. If you haven't played the original it Psychonauts, really does. Um, I do highly suggest playing that game. It's really hard to uh, find a place where you can't play Psychonauts. It's pretty easy to come by, especially on the Steam store. Um, so yeah. the sequel will come out in early spring. That's just one that um, would be fun to play. It looks through. amazing yeah. too, man. It looks so good. Uh, something I will add is they said that most of these titles will be with Game Pass, and that's kind of a given because yeah. most of the titles were brands that they own. So yeah, when you're watching yeah. this, I understand that people are frustrated with like the amount of content that was done, but you're, if you're watching it as a Game Pass subscriber you're watching games that you'll eventually be able to play and that's pretty cool because you know that all these games will be available to you at some point you know so that being said yep. uh the the ones that were not <laughs> nearly done was obsidian's avowed which looked really cool it looked like a very stylized high definition skyrim where it showed a character yeah. like doing a spell in the left hand and had a sword in the right hand. And they yep. apparently are not really far along at all with this game. But uh, Obsidian made The Outer Worlds, and they also made uh, Pillars of Eternity. So they know what they're doing, and they have a really good fan base for the games that they've released. So something like Avowed yeah. being a, even if it's a Skyrim ripoff, like this is a game that would be really... Um, hyped up when it is actually about to come out. So I did actually hear a lot of people get excited about this because even with hardly any type of teaser for this game, people still were like, Obsidian has really high quality stuff and seeing them in some sort of magical, mythical type world 
would be really cool, you know, for Obsidian. Yeah. Uh, so I, there's no dates on these games. <laughs> so if this game, I would, uh, you know, I would think it'd be late 2021, if not 2022. Um, yeah, probably. But uh, another title that falls into that same uh, bucket is Everwild from uh, Rare Games. Uh, Rare is the developer mm-hmm. of things like Banjo-Kazooie and stuff like that. And most recently made Sea of Thieves. Uh, we've previously talked about Everwild because it had a very short teaser um, about a year ago, I think. And we were pretty excited about that. The teaser on here is also very exciting, but the concerning part to people uh, is that they said that they couldn't show gameplay because they're still deciding what the gameplay is. So that means that they're still very in the conceptual world-building phase of this game, and they don't even quite know what the gameplay is, which I'm not a game designer, but maybe nowadays that's not that big of a deal. Maybe that's like one of the middle-of-the-road things you decide on. Maybe it's more about world-building, but... I do know a lot of people were discouraged by the fact that Everworld, Everwild, not Everworld, Everwild is uh, still very early in the development phase. And uh, it, though it yeah. looks really good, like I love the designs of the animals in this world that they've created. And Everwild looks like it looks like Xbox's answer to, you know, Breath of the Wild, you know. So it looks really cool. Uh, another one that very falls cool. in that same bucket is uh fable and hell yeah fable is really funny because uh microsoft lied to us (laughs) if you remember a couple of months ago there were some twitter accounts not microsoft (laughs) no not microsoft (laughs) there was some twitter accounts that were found and there was one that was a fable twitter account and everyone was like oh my gosh are they gonna announce a new fable and they like came out and said that the other one was what the other one was state of decay right yes it was. Yeah. Yeah. So those uh those Twitter accounts were um both denied. And what was interesting was they had a Xbox showcase shortly after where they didn't talk about either one. So you were like, Oh, I guess they were just, you know, <laughs> yeah. placeholders. And uh And one of the damn accounts was actually tied to a an Xbox employee a Microsoft employee's email address. Right. So it's like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> So so yeah, they did lie to us, but it is cool to see that they are finally making another Fable game, which is a yeah yeah is a big system seller. Uh, Fable is a franchise that Microsoft needed to have released something on the Xbox One for. There was no reason why they skipped a generation with Fable. Uh, their oh yeah, basically their first party support on the Xbox One was almost non-existent. Um, uh-huh. Hopefully, they turn things around. Uh, especially with even in the streaming business model that they have going, they have to realize that they have to have more exclusives than, you know, Stadia. So if Stadia is going out there and buying developers, they need to at least have more developers than Stadia. You know, maybe they don't see Sony as their main competition anymore. Um, That being said, they are about to release a lot of exclusives and they've been kind of gearing up for it with the studios they've been grabbing. Um, as you said, uh, State of Decay 3 was also yeah. teased uh, with a very high definition uh, teaser. I don't oh, believe yeah. that's going to be the engine. That'd be crazy. 
Uh, if you've played the first two State of Decays, they have a more stylized feel. And for it to be that realistic would be quite jarring. And I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with that. Oh, yeah. But it shows <laughs> it shows um, zombie animals in this teaser. So I'm not sure if that's going to be a new thing that they add to the game. But I'm a big fan of State Had of Decay. Had to happen, man. Yeah. So. Had to happen. <laughs> I'm a big fan of this franchise. So I'm really excited about oh, State of Decay yeah. whenever it yeah. comes out. Um, but what it looked the that trailer looked absolutely wicked, and if they do that, oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna cause some nightmares, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. It, it's it would be crazy if it was that good looking, but at the same time, we're talking next gen. If we're talking, yeah, yeah. If we're talking State of K three, Fable, um, Avowed, and Everwild, all being just in early stages of development, we're talking about yep. a year and a half to two years away. Oh, easily, easily. Meaning these easily. games need to look truly next gen by two years into the console. <laughs> so mm-hmm. th- maybe it's going to look that. Maybe it's going to look that good. So we'll we'll find out. Um, it might, man. The last thing that I had from the show, actually, this wasn't even from the show, was uh, Halo Infinite was kind of divided in people's opinion of it. A lot of people thought oh, yeah. that the graphics were really disappointing. Um, a lot of people th- yep. thought that... A lot of people pissed off about the grapple hook. Right. Um, Craziness. Some of the stuff that I've heard, though, is mixed. There's a lot of people saying that the game doesn't look next gen because it's actually an Xbox one game. That's just releasing very past its scheduled date. (laughs) And that actually does make sense. This looks like a very good Xbox one game. It doesn't look like a launch title for the next gen, but it also, you can't deny that it is really bringing up some nostalgia. Like even with the graphics, not being like, next-gen graphics, it feels and looks like a lot like Halo 3 and Halo 1. And there's no denying that it's got that nostalgia factor. So I'm not sure if maybe they're going to spin, like, (laughs) maybe they could spin the media on it and make it seem like they intentionally made it look worse to make it not look like, you know, a realistic shooter. They wanted it to still kind of look stylized like the original games. Um of course, the originals were trying to look realistic, but you know, in today's standards, they look stylized. <laughs> um, so maybe that could be what they could spin it as. But I think the true answer is it was an Xbox One game that is being released at the end of its lifetime. <laughs> uh, but that being said, it still has a lot going for it. It still looks like a really well-made game, and I'm pretty excited about playing it. Um, the other thing is they're adding Couch Co-op back. They have announced that two-player split screen is back, which used to be the Uh whole thing of Halo. Yes. Where you would just invite a bunch of people over and play Halo with split screen. Now, we used to be able to go up to four players, which they're not saying is compatible with Infinite. But two-player split screen is a big deal. I mean, I said this before when... um, When Fortnite added... You just have to make sure you have a family member that can play. Right. But when Fortnite... Because of COVID. (laughs) Right. Yeah, you just got a couch co-op with a mask on. Because your friends, your friends can't come over. Yeah. You better have an eight-foot couch. <laughs> you better have an eight-foot couch because I'm two feet wide. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
But yeah, um, they're going to have couch co-op back, which is really cool. And I don't know. I I think Halo, I I think they should back up on Halo being the system seller, but they really can't because they don't have anything else to try to sell the Xbox with. Um, Yeah. This would be insane, but maybe when they launch the Series X, it should come with six months to a year of game pass because if they don't have a system seller they're going to have to offer people a lot of content and right now game pass is the main thing that would be a system seller i think game pass is more valuable to them than halo infinite is so true um true i know when you buy a new console it used to come with three months of game pass and then they realized that that was a too good of a value so they start putting in one month of game pass or they'd put in three months of gold or something, but if they put in like six months of Game Pass Ultimate, that that might be something that would actually get people oh, yeah. to try out the system. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, don't, yep. I don't think Halo Infinite is a system seller, uh, and I think people are coming to terms with I, that. I really don't think it's enough of a system seller. I, I don't think they've done enough with of it with it to to really do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because you're right. It does have that throwback feel to it. It does, but it doesn't feel next gen enough. Yeah, the other you know? the other stab at it is that it's not going to have multiplayer at launch. So, yeah, that's another stab at it being a system seller. <laughs> um, yeah. So I really don't know what's going to happen when these consoles release. I think the PlayStation Five right now is probably going to do better because of the games they've announced to come out soon. And unless unless Microsoft lied to us again. Yeah, Microsoft keeps lying to us. Um the thing is I don't think they have any aces <laughs> up their sleeve as far as completed games. Uh for them to just tease a bunch yeah. of games would be something, but if they lied to us about a game that's coming out in January, that's yeah, that's that's believable. But um at the end of the day, Game Pass is the seller. And they said that I think that it's going to come down to no yeah you're right though yeah yeah and they game pass is the seller on it and 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 phil spencer has come out and said to, directly that he doesn't believe in get console generations anymore he thinks it's a thing of the past so yeah under that belief that's him already putting in insurance for the series x bombing on sales because in their opinion they're just transitioning the shelves, what you find in Walmart from the Xbox One S to the Xbox Series X. He's acting like we yes. just got the new model out. If people didn't rush out and buy it, it's not a big deal. They're just content with Game Pass on, you know, the Xbox they already have. So under that assumption that generations don't matter, they've already kind of covered their asses on if it doesn't sell. <laughs> So yeah, so I, yeah. it is interesting. So maybe they're under the assumption that maybe they jumped on this train because they knew that they couldn't get any flagship games to launch with the Series X. Maybe since they're playing the long game and they want to make it into all of those things like Obsidian and uh, State of Decay and all that stuff to come out, they can be like, listen, uh, when you're ready to see these games, how the Series X was intended for these games to be seen, you can shift over like in a year or so. We don't care um, as long as you're still on Game Pass. See, I think that's their angle is yeah. they don't care if it doesn't sell a bunch initially. 
<laughs> Siri just thought I was talking to him. Um, <laughs> if it doesn't sell initially, they don't <laughs> care. But if it sells a year from now, when people want to see what, you know, state of K3 looks like in on a Series X, then I guess that's what their new model is. I don't think they're thinking that the Series X is going to, you know, rush off shelves. You know? Yeah, true. But yeah, that's all I have to say about the showcase. Did you have anything else to well, add? There were, I think it was 20-something games announced. And yeah, yeah, there were quite a few games. I only it, talked it about was quite a bit, yeah. Yeah. No, and I, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm ready for Fable. I know that. Uh, I'd love to see that come out and just be an absolutely amazing game. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just, you know, stuff like that. That's pretty much what I'm waiting for. That and Diablo 4. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's all we have for this week. Um, the Xbox yeah. showcase was yeah. really the big thing this week. And um, oh, yeah, I understand that people were not satisfied with it. But at the same time, there was some really good news about it, and I'm more interested in what's happening to Xbox Gold, what's happening with xCloud, what's happening with Game Pass. Those are the things yep. I'm interested in the short run as far as Microsoft goes. And in the long run, they have some good games that are coming out. Now, I understand they're not coming out soon, but in the short run, those other ventures that they're doing are looking really good. So, Yeah. 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 Uh, Very true. More power to Microsoft. I think they've got their footing figured out. Uh, they don't make all the best decisions, but I, I think they're getting back there. And um, <laughs> they've definitely learned from a couple of their mistakes. Yeah, yeah, they are still making some mistakes, though. I mean, I didn't mean to keep oh, talking yeah. about Microsoft's mistakes, but they they aren't taking enough risks on hardware and. The fact that they're saying that console generations don't exist anymore and that it's going to be a seamless transition is fine and all. That's a fine business model. But when you're seeing things like the PlayStation 5, what the new controller can do, and like how PlayStation is pushing what gaming is and stuff, it really makes you feel like the Xbox is a is a lazy man's PC, you know? And yeah. Yeah. the more it looks like that, um, the less of an identity it has. And I, th it feels like they're okay with it not having an identity. And that's a little bit concerning as far as the brand goes, but they're just shifting focus. And I think they're trying to let the pieces fall where they will and continue to offer good service. You know, I think they're just trying sure. to hold their end up and see what the players want. You get what I'm saying? And the, yeah. the thing is, PlayStation doesn't do that. PlayStation, they make something and they think it's really cool and they know that the players will enjoy it because it will get traction from how large their audience is. And they, they just aren't about playing it safe. And I think Xbox has been playing it safe a little bit too much. I think they need to take some risks. Um even if they're flops, I think they've been making really good decisions, but they've all been safe decisions, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, totally. They're not doing a Nintendo Labo thing. They're not doing a Nintendo 
uh, hula hoop thing. <laughs> They're not doing any type of PlayStation <laughs> yeah. AI thing. They are just 100% making a refrigerator with a PC inside of it. And they're yep. fine with that as long as they're giving you the games. And I'm fine with that too as long as they're giving me the games. But I do understand how it, they're making the other brands, Nintendo and Sony, look like the grass is greener because they're not trying new things and they need to try a few new things. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's what I have to say. I get about that, that 100%, man. Okay, so is that our show for the day? That's our show, man. Okay, well, um, we'll be back yeah. next week with more of the newest news in gaming. Uh, thank you for listening to us for over an hour. Um, always love to s- scream in your ear holes and uh, your ear holes. <laughs> and, I mean, we're here. I always make shit sound creepy. Yeah, I don't know why. We're here to give you the news. I have to. It's like my thing. Newest news in gaming. Peace out, everyone. <laughs>